Boom, boom. We are back. We are back. Jeez. A couple weeks off uh, for the holidays. Uh, myself, I was moving, trying to get moved into a house, but uh, happy holidays to you, Andrew, and everyone who's listening, and happy new year, 2022. Yeah, happy holidays, JC, and anyone who's listening, Thanks, you know, it's going to be a big yeah. year, 2022. I'm looking forward to it. There's going to be some awesome yeah, fights. Here. That's no doubt. There's already a few awesome ones lined up. Um, every year it gets better, it seems. Yeah, and you think there's no way they can do better. Like 2020, you, you know, wasn't the most amazing year just because of COVID and everything, mm-hmm. but they still did a, a badass job uh, of everything that they did. But 2021, holy shit, the UFC did an amazing job. Yeah, they really top notch. Every It seems like every card you're talking about, like this crazy thing that happened, and it really... It, they really did well this year, but uh, we'll get into like more of a recap of the 2021 year. Some of our favorite knockouts, fights, all that good stuff. Uh, but we're gonna quickly do the recap of the last card that just happened. I actually forget the name of it. Um, 269. 269. Yeah, so it was an awesome card. We wanted to record an episode, but you know, holidays got in the way, so here we are now. Um, yeah, what did you think about it? Oh, dude, it was. Uh... That was a pretty badass card. Oh my gosh. It was a pretty damn good card. Um, you know, like we just said, um, UFC closes out the year incredibly strong. Uh, I think Derek Lewis and um, Chris Dawkins, uh technically close out the year. Where, so, yeah. you know, Derek Lewis with a big KO to end the year. But we're talking last pay-per-view of the year. Man, this pay-per-view was nuts. It was. It was, it was. There was some highs and there were some lows. Some of our picks were spot on. Some we were completely off on, which I think the whole world was. We'll get into that. Yeah. But it started off with the with the number one, my number one, well, number two guy, it's Max Holloway, but Sean O'Malley taking on R- Rolian Paiva. Apparently, it's Halian Paiva. Halian um, Paiva. Yeah. Yep. Round one KO. Man, man. See, it's not even like now he's ranked. Yeah, now he's ranked. Now he's like twelve or thirteen. It's see that what I liked about this one. He's had up quite a few first round chaos now, right? But this one wasn't just a lucky punch or the guy like slipped up. This was like technique up against the fence and just absolutely destroyed him. So to the point that the ref had to step in. It was unreal. Yeah, yeah. It was a great fight. Uh, Sugar looked phenomenal yeah phenomenal yeah there was no and uh yeah he's no longer the unranked champion he is now the ranked <laughs> soon, to, soon to be probably <laughs> title contender at least yeah um i mean he's got a he's got a killer year ahead of him this year now um you know he's now ranked he's gonna get some top-notch fights ahead of him i think he said he wanted to do not as many fights this year yeah, he said something about that because he had three KOs this last year, so maybe he's yeah. looking to cool it off a little bit. But I th- a little bit, and he started the year off, you know, like healing from an injury too. So mm-hmm. yep, yep. But who knows if he keeps knocking people out in the first round? 
They're just gonna give him fights. Yeah, and now now everybody should want to fight him. I don't care what rank you are. You should be looking at Sean O'Malley and thinking, I want to fight him because either you feel confident that you can beat him, or also he's he's a big money fight now. He's up there with the um, Conor McGregor, like Kamsa Chamaya, like these crazy big names that are circulating uh, the UFC space. And why not take a, take a fight with him? And now he's ranked too, so you can't really even complain that he's not. In, in the mix. Yeah, exactly. He, he's going to get some big money fights coming up. There's talk potentially of a Cody Garbrandt fight, but, you know, speaking of Cody Garbrandt, uh, just got lit up in, uh, again, in the second fight. Kai Kara France knocks him out in the first round. Dude. I don't know. <laughs> so bad. I'm, what is the UFC going to do here? Uh, I don't know. Here's okay, I, I feel like they're keeping him on. But I know. I know. I think we talked about this in the preview episode, but just to reiterate, when you get, when you, when you are doing well in one division and then you get a few losses and you decide to switch it up, you go to a different division. Usually it's going uh, a division lower, right? Um, to mix it up, to be the bigger guy in the cage, whatever. And then you get knocked out. We've seen this happen, like TJ Dillashaw, like, um, I don't know. I can't think of any others on the top of my head. But so many others. There's so many so others. Uh, Adesanya. Adesanya, there you go. Yeah, he went up, but same idea, right? You go to this other division and you lose. Um, it just looks so bad because it's like, okay, do we keep him at flyweight and does he like have to now climb the ladder there? Or does he go back to bantamweight where I think he's got like four losses in his last five in bantamweight. Yeah. So what a terrible spot to be in for Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, and uh, it sucks. I'm a big Cody Garbrandt fan. I like him, uh, but totally. He's uh, he's in that no man's land right now. Yeah, it's it's really bad spot. And on the other side of the spectrum, you got Kai Kai France. What a performance. Guy, like, absolutely did perfect, really. Like, first round knockout. He looked like a stud. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. probably wasn't a very big name. Many, not many people knew him. You be a guy like Cody, you're going to get known. Like, people are going to remember that your name. So, he's going to... Exactly. He's, he's close to a tile shot, for sure, in flyweight, if not there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, moving along, Jeff Neal, uh, split decision win over Santiago Ponzinibbio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? This was actually a, a damn good fight. It really was. And there was so much hype between all the other fights that happened on this card that I think this one just kind of got lost in the mix. Uh, the, the, the place I was at when we were watching it, um, everyone kind of tuned out for this one. Almost just because like there wasn't that big KO, that wasn't that crazy event that happened. But it was like it was a high volume fight. There was a lot of strikes being thrown. They both looked fantastic, I thought. But uh, Jeff, they both looked great. Yeah, and Jeff Neal just snuck out the decision. Uh, snuck out the decision. Um, yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see where uh, he goes next. Yeah, uh, in the division. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. I don't know where the welterweight is. Yeah. yeah, welterweight is 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 a is a difficult um, division right now, and that's not just saying because uh, Kamaru Usman is literally so far above everybody else. It's the fact that you have Kamaru Usman at at number one, you ha- still have Fuckface at number two, um, <laughs> and even the two of them, they're still f- so far ahead of everybody else right now. Yeah, they really are. I mean, there's other guys like maybe Leon Edwards 
he's on a nine fight win streak since losing to the current champ. So that's like that's a viable option there. But he's done he's done rounds on the top contenders. So yeah, but you look at even Leon Edwards, like he almost he almost lost to uh, Nate Diaz. <laughs> I know this is hilarious. Right, he almost got knocked out for, by Nate Diaz in the last round. So. You know, there's uh, so much to improve. You can't have that Leon Edwards show up against Usman. Usman will walk right over him. Yep, yep. You know, but then then you got you know a little bit further down the list. You you have your um, uh, Bilal Muhammad. Yep. Yeah, big wrestler. He he's moving up pretty quick. Michael uh, uh, Chesa. Chesa. Chiesa, God, brain fart there. <laughs> Michael Chiesa, um, but then you also have Kamzat Chimeev, who's oh, yeah. flying up the ranks right now, you know. And there's some, you know, there's 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 definitely going to be some movement this year, and we'll really see what Kazmat ha- has now that he's going to be breaking into the top ten. Oh yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pause on this. I want to get to it. Remind me about this: the welterweight yes. division and future fights in that division because yes. it's really we'll, interesting. We'll get to that when we when we, uh, yes. when we talk about 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but then let, let's just go to the next fight, which was a shocker, <laughs> an absolute money depletion. Just drain the bank, or not drain the banks, fill the banks, I guess, but drain everybody's wallets. Fill the banks if you put, if you followed my advice and put some money on Juliana Pena, like I said, yeah. if you had that throwaway money and you just put it on Pena, you walked away with some bank. I'd like to collect my 10%, please. Absolutely. Insane. <laughs> Did you know there was a guy who put 300K on uh, Nunes? Oh. Dude, he, he would what, have what, only gained like 20K. I was just going to say, what was his, what was his payout going to be? 320k like that's not worth it but imagine if you put 300 grand on Pena oh my he'd been walking away with over a mil oh my lord that'd be unbelievable but like who could predict I mean, that man who could predict that we were to counteract our, our, ourselves here we were so confident about Nunez <laughs> in the yep. preview episode so yeah and yeah. and it just goes to show why this sport is so damn entertaining yep you wouldn't have thought this and you know, watching this fight, Pena did it perfect. She survived the first round, and she said before going into this that Nunez is only a one-round fighter. Yeah, I mean, you know, what a and crazy statement. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's. I mean, Nunez was gassed. Yeah, she was. She really was, and she wasn't winning the stand-up exchanges. They seemed a bit no. wild to me. Like both girls looked like they were throwing, but then in the replay in the slow mo. I was like, dang, like, Pena was actually landing pretty flush, and then it looked like Nunes was missing. She got that big one yeah. early on in the first round, and that's what gave the welt around Pena's uh, eye. But, yeah, what a what a fight, man. It was crazy. And then the tap yeah. out, how did you feel about that? It looked like she kind of gave up. I, that was a give up. That that was a give yeah. up. Nunes was done. Um, that It wasn't even in. There wasn't, it wasn't even a neck crank. It wasn't a choke hold. Nunez was done. Yeah, it was almost sad to see, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was kind of like, whoa, that's how you go. Yeah, but the, you know, it doesn't really do much bad for Nunez. Everybody has their time in the sun, and somebody's going to beat them eventually. Like, unless you retire yeah. like Khabib, but like, come on, there's only yeah. been a handful 
of people who go out like that. So, um, yeah. and it's an immediate rematch and yep. you know, Nunez is going to come back knowing that this is going to be a multi-round fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's probably going to train a lot harder. She was rolling over every opponent. So she might've, you know, taken the pedal off or foot off the pedal rather. So yeah. We'll see. And just went in going, I'm going to knock her out in the first round. So, you know, yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah. I think we can call it right now. That's a, that's a fight we're looking forward to. The rematch. Yes. A hundred percent. 2022. I cannot wait. That'll probably be like an April, May kind of thing. Yep. Um, but easily right then and there, biggest upset of 2021 of, if not the last 10 years or the entire UFC. It just might be. It really, we, we should do an, a future episode of that of like what we think is our biggest upsets, but dang, that's gotta be oh, top three at least. Top, I think it's the top one. I think number two yeah. is when Matt Sarah beat GSP. Yep, yep, that's a big one. But this is this is way bigger than that. Like GSP hadn't won eleven straight over everybody at that point. GSP wasn't a two division champ at that point, right? Yeah. So, like, and how crazy is that? Like Nunez loses, but she's still a champ. Yeah, I know it's so weird. <laughs> to top so crazy. To top it all off, too, nobody really ever talked smack with Nunez when they were up, leading up to their fight. Like they were being very respectful. Not Panda. She was talking smack for like a few years now. <laughs> so maybe that's the yeah. Cue. And she kind of said something douchey at the after the fight that she's the first uh, oh, true yeah. mom champ. Uh, I mean, you you took you took the glory of that win right out for me. Um, Nunez is a mom, you know. Yeah, I know that was a bit unnecessary, but <laughs> that was unnecessary. But uh, but I will all on. Yeah, I don't want to get this in too, too much detail, but I can imagine after giving birth physically as a mother and then going back to training in MMA is probably a big challenge and maybe the emotion of winning the belt, all that together. She just ended up saying stuff like that, but yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. It was a bit wrong place, wrong time. I, like I, I I understand what she was saying. Yeah. It's just it's it's in bad taste. Yeah, it's wrong, like, wrong place, yeah. wrong time. So the anyway, the final fight. Wow, like freak. great fight. Oh my gosh, man! So you can't sleep on Oliveira anymore. You just can't. No, this guy's legit. He's the lightweight champion. There shouldn't be any like oh if Khabib was around or Dustin, you know, could have fought for the belt because he fought McGregor. Like he just this was the one that really solidified him as a champion in my eyes. Yeah. And didn't Dustin, he went, he went like a f four or five rounds with Habib. Three uh, rounds. With yeah. Habib. Three rounds. Yeah. He lost in the third, um, by rear naked choke. Yep. And then lost in the third, uh, by rear naked choke in this one. I know. So you could, you know, there, there, there's talk. I think if Oliveira gets a few more, title defenses on it maybe that could entice habib I, I doubt it but maybe that could i don't know he's got his eagle fighting championship over there he's recruiting <laughs> diego sanchez versus kevin lee like i, I don't know he's, he's in his own world over there now but yeah. man my heart broke for dustin poirier like this dude oh yeah he's such a solid guy and like overcoming the mcgregor stuff and beating him and then twice twice that's gotta hurt when you have it two times to yeah. get the belt and you lose both times he's such a he's such a good he's such a solid dude um you know all love for him um i, I hope he bounce bounces back um you know maybe a mcgregor fight maybe a chandler fight 
who knows? Yeah, we'll see. He's always going to be in the mix. I, I mean, yeah. Okay, so, so that that was the UFC 269 card. In terms of who won, with our little picks, is there? We full disclosure don't fully remember, but it basically came about even because I think a lot of our picks were the same. Besides, you took. Oliveira and I took Dustin Poirier, but I took Jeff Neal and you took Ponzinibbio. I think everything else was the same, so I think we I think split. you won because you took Kai Kara France. Oh, you took Cody. We, um, yeah, I took Cody. We both took Sugar and we both took Nunes. Um, but I think you you won two one just hey. by the skin of your teeth. Um, so you keep the belt for now, sir. Twenty twenty two will be my year. Um, and if we're, if we're going to start talking about 2022, let's, let's do a quick look back at 2021. Yes. Um, for what, it, what do we think our favorite fights of the year were? Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Sure. I'll hit you with one. That's pretty obvious. Um, it's actually, yeah. it's actually a bit of a two piece because they're very similar fights and involved the same fighter. Max, the blessed Holloway, my favorite, my, my guy, um, so he had the fight in January to kick off the year versus Calvin Qatar. One of the most like spectacular pieces of fighting I've ever seen where he's dodging punches while yelling at the commentary team that he's the best boxer in the UFC. Just amazing clip. It, it produced an amazing photo. I love everything about it. And just watching the whole fight in its entirety was just a, like a clinic of um, striking. So... Yeah, I love that fight. And the only one other one I'll, I'll honorably mention is his fight versus Yair Rodriguez, which is also just an amazing fight. It was a much closer fight. Um, but again, you're just seeing like the volume that Max can put out. He doesn't get knocked down no matter what he gets hit with. And he's just the best. The best is blessed, baby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. go you go. You go. Um, what do you got? My my number one favorite fight of the year, Gaethje Chandler. Oh yeah, hands down that was. I wish that went five rounds. It was just before they even came out to the octagon, goosebumps were riding. It kind of had that just that out of body experience going into the fight, and then they start and they just start beating the living shit out of each other for three rounds and it was freaking amazing that's and it was it was it showed heart and it showed your how strong their chins were how much they wanted to win how much they wanted to entertain every single person watching whether it be there or, or on pay-per-view it was just one of the greatest fights i've ever watched in my life it was so much fun um, oh it was so much fun um and uh one of my other favorite fights of the year um, I'll give you two that, that I found to be, uh, two of my favorite fights of the year. Uh, one was Francis Ngannou knocking out Stipe Miocic, uh, early in the year. Um, man, that was just amazing to watch brutal knockout. And you just see a different Francis Ngannou, which will in turn go into 2022 first pay-per-view of the month coming up. Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan, and uh, that's going to be one hell of a fight. So yeah, um, that one was amazing. Um, my second favorite, uh, my third favorite fight of the year. Sorry, <laughs> um, Davidson Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno two, mm. where Brandon Moreno choked him out in the third. God damn, that fight was amazing. Yeah, you gotta love Moreno. 
I want to see him back. I, well, Wait. they're probably going to write it back, right? Trilogy? They're, they're on the Nganu card. Oh, there we go. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. It's, both of them are this month, January 22nd. Um, Francis Nganu versus Cyril Gan, Brandon Moreno versus Davidson Figueroa. I mean, that card's going to be lights out, which we'll get to in a couple weeks here. Um, but those were my three favorite fights of 2021. Um, obviously, um, if we're talking about, you know, top fighters of the year, you're talking about Sugar Sean. You're talking about yep. Juliana Pena right now. You're talking about Charles Oliveira. I mean, Kamaru Usman. There's so many of the top fighters this year that uh, just were lights out. Uh, Valentino Shevchenko. Tyron Woodley. <laughs> Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned actually a name there that I wanted to bring up as one of the, probably my knockout of the year, is uh, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. I like Masvidal Absolutely. as well, but uh, that knockout is picture perfect. It is so uh, epic. Yeah. It was set up beautifully, and it was just absolutely incredible yeah it was it was amazing yeah. um and then another I have to agree with knockout of the year yeah and th- and then another f- fighter of the year that i would, I would nominate is uh, rose Namajunas. she won the oh, belt and then you forget about thug rose yeah Re- won the belt and then defended it and then and then to take it even a step further you got to look at coach of the year being trevor whitman who coached? Oh, he undefeated. Was there any other competition? He was undefeated this year with his three fighters. Like that's freaking. That's so epic. And not. It's not like they're taking on easy fights. They're taking on top contenders, all three of them. So no, and they fought multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, I got another so, one here. Uh, for KO, up for KO. I know we just said the KO, but here's another one. Uh, the the Yuri Prochaska versus Reyes. Oh. Oh, Yuri Prohaska. Prohaska. <laughs> oh, that knockout was scary. Yeah, yeah that was that was Dude, vicious. Let's talk about 2022, and we'll let's kick it off yeah. with Yuri Prohaska. Oh. I cannot wait for him to fight uh, Glover. Glover, yeah. Oh my gosh, man, the odds on that one are going to be insane because I feel like. <sighs> Already with Glover's age, he's an underdog against just about anybody. Um, but yeah. then this guy looks vicious. He's he's terrifying. He's a monster. So um, I, even if Glover gets a choke on him or something, I don't see this guy tapping or passing out. Nope. I feel like he's just gonna. <laughs> he's not gonna tap or pass out. He's gonna die there, <laughs> and then he's gonna come back to life. He's and... just gonna go still and, and the, wait till the end of the round. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, uh, it's scary for Glover, that one, definitely. Um, Mm -hmm. he would have to get him on his back and, and really just keep it there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If it's a stand up, he, he's going to be out cold. That's a fight I'm looking forward to. I I, I gotta go back to the welterweight division because I don't want to leave listeners hanging on this one because I put a pause, but Bold prediction. Let's get into some bold predictions or fights that we want to see, right? right. Let's, go, let's go for some of those. So I'm going to predict that Kamsat Chemaev gets a title shot by the end of 2022. Mm. Yeah. Bold. Mm. Bold predictions here. We're not, I'm not, you know. I think it's going to happen early 2023. Mm. Like he'll, he'll get the title shot in at the end of this year after a fight but it'll be for next year 
I think if we're going bold here, I think um, Kamzat Shemaev versus Kobe Covington will be one of the last fights of the year. Okay. Interesting. There's th- rumors that it might happen soon. But, uh, Sooner? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a heck of a jump for oh, Kamzat to go. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, you're skipping a lot of people. I think uh, Kamzat versus you know, um, Neil Magny or Stephen Thompson, that's probably going to be what's coming up next for him. Uh, maybe a Jorge Masvidal. I know he's been calling for that one. Um, I think Bilal. I think by year end. Yeah. Hmm? But Bilal Mohammed is another one that's in the mix because uh, after his win against Stephen Thompson, yep. they've been calling each other out. Yeah. I think he'll get a, a, they'll Kamaru will face him at, by the end of the year. Mm. Uh, I think Kamaru um, probably is going to defend either against, it's hard to say because he's already beat Burns. Burns is ranked number two. Vic, Vicente Luque is the only one he hasn't really faced um, yet. Right. Right. Leon Edwards, maybe, but, you know, Leon was supposed to fight, uh, was it Jorge? And then that got postponed. Yep. So. But I, I, I think by the year end, Kamzat will be in line for a title shot. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Let's we'll see. I, it's a yeah. bold prediction for a reason, right? I, I don't know if it'll happen, but I'm, I'm putting it there. I'm putting it out there. Um, yeah. Okay, another one I'd like to hear your take on. Uh, bold prediction for the retirement list. So i got a few names here that I think are going to either retire on their own terms or get kicked out of the UFC, something something like that. They're just not going to be a part of the UFC. Let's put it that way. Okay? All right. Let's go. So I'm, I'm going to go fr- on from division to division here, okay? So I actually don't have anyone in the flyweight, <laughs> full disclosure. But uh, there's just not a name, enough names that I know of, and the names that I do know are doing well. So flyweights yeah. keep doing flyweight things, okay? Well, I guess you could consider this one a mix, but I'm going to stick them in bantamweight. Cody Garvin is going to lose okay. his next fight, which I predict will be against Sean O'Malley. The card's already set. And it's going to be another first-round KO. And he is going to... That'll be it. That'll be curtains. He'll, he'll be cut at least. At least. I, I think um, that's very... Very believable. I mm-hmm. think if anybody's going to retire this year from the bantamweight, I think it's going to be Jose. Jose Aldo. Yeah. Whoa, really? Yeah, he's he's getting there where he's had some bad knockouts and he's one two bad knockouts away from, you know, being told, "Hey, yeah, I think it's done." <laughs> I think he's on a three-fight win streak though. But yeah, he could I mean, he is older. He's been around. So like if this isn't his his shot at a title and if you know, like if this trajectory doesn't work out, I could see him retiring. For sure. Yeah. Another one is Frankie he's, Edgar. He's won his last three fights by decision. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's looked okay, though. But I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. That's not bad. Frankie Edgar's on that list, too, in, in the bantamweight. I mean, there's not much to yeah. say about Frankie, unfortunately. He's very, but very close. Yeah, he's pretty much toast. Um, okay, moving on. I'll just skip some of the divisions, actually. I'm not going to go through everybody. There's not really anybody. Yeah, uh, but lightweight. Lightweight. I got a few in lightweight, let me tell you. I would say the the number one person um, it's it's not Conor McGregor. It's going to be Tony Ferguson. Well, sir, I will prove you wrong. Mic drop, incoming. 
Conor McGregor is on my list. <laughs> I think we see Conor McGregor fight two more times in 2022, maybe. But I think he's done. I don't think we see him fight again in 2023. I think he'll have enough money and he'll be like, he'll get a few more losses and he'll be done. But Well, I mean, he's got enough money right now. Yeah, as it is. true. But the, the uh, money's not an issue for him. It, it's going to be definitely like, is he going to get another shot at Dustin Poirier? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but who's he going to fight next? Because, you know, Tony's looking to fight Connor. Um, you know, everybody kind of wants to fight Connor just for the money draw. But, um, you know, Tony has not looked good in his last few fights no. at all. And I think he's going to get put into a fight that he's been asking for. He's going to talk you know, talk his way in, but it's not going to go his way. And it's going to be one of those where it's going to be cut or retire. Yes. I'm on the same page with you. That one I had, that was going to be my next one was Tony Ferguson. I don't know. Apparently the, the next fight is him versus Chandler. There's been some rumors about that one. Yeah. Which would be pretty good, but it seems like a booster for Chandler to get back in the mix because yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's going to be a stand up fight, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chandler can easily take him down and, and control him on the ground. So if it's standing up, Tony has a shot. If it's Michael Chandler being Michael Chandler, you know, stand up, take down, ground and pound, I don't think Tony has a shot. True. Um, okay, and then quickly going over... Welterweight? What's that? Welterweight? Welterweight. I think... Um, I speaks my head a little bit because I really like him, but I think Stephen Thompson is on his way out. The guy's 40 or 41. He's lost his last few. Yeah. I think one or two more losses in 2022, and that could be it. He could yeah. pull it together. If he, if those are wins, then yeah, I, don't, I don't see him retiring or being let go. But if those are losses and it right now he's on a losing streak, I think that's it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and, I, and I think that's really the only one. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could, you could, you could put Jorge in there, but we'd have to see how Jorge bounces back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Middleweight. I don't really see anybody. I mean, really, the only one that kind of stands out to me, and this is just Chris Weidman. Well, yeah. I mean, that's more of a given. He's pretty snapped his leg. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else he's going to do. But uh, Darren Till. I, I know there's a lot of fire in Darren Till to keep going. But he hasn't looked good in his last few fights. He's had a rough go at it lately. And he always seems to take off a lot of time and go through some mental health issues, I believe, from what I gather. Like, it seems like the losses deeply affect him. So I think if he lost his well, next one... Well, he's also from... Uh, isn't he, like, Australian, New Zealand? No, he's from London, England. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's always got the flag. and He's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's Welsh yeah, yeah. or whatever. That's why his accent is mm. so thick. Uh, but I, I know with a couple of the, you know, the non... U.S. fighters, guys who aren't training and living in the U.S., it 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 does take a while to come back, right? Because there is that, like you look at, um, oh, what's his name, um, um, the New Zealand guy, fucking Dan Hooker. Oh yeah. You know he he stayed in Vegas for like an extra month and a half to get a second fight, because otherwise he'd be in quarantine for like four weeks. Right. Yeah, or something stupid like that. So, you know, there there, there is that, but I I can I I, I can see your point, and I, and yeah, I I could see that. Yeah, hopefully not. I like him, but 
Yeah. Um, light heavyweight. Uh, light heavyweight. Your 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 obvious choice would be uh, Glover Teixeira. <laughs> yeah, true. That would be the obvious choice. Um, but you know, um, Jimmy Crute maybe, um, Dominic Reyes. I think a couple losses, right? Yeah. Another one could be Tiago Santos. It's, yeah. He's, he's just getting up there in age, but yeah, not and, too and much. Maybe not retire, but cut at least. Mm-hmm. How about a couple fights away from from getting cut? How about uh, how about heavyweight? I think this is Stipe's last year. Yeah, that's a good one. I agree. Stipe Miocic, he's he's been quiet. Like, when's he? Did he even fight in twenty twenty one? Oh well, we, no, he did. Uh, he yeah, he lost to Francis. Right. It just feels like. But Stipe's always been quiet, right? Yeah, yeah. I I'd, I'd like to see him have a resurgence, but. I don't know. Dude's got to fight more or just, I don't know, be a little bit more active. But I say that and he's like yeah. a firefighter full time on his off time. So dude's a legend. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then the female fighters, we could just like go over the whole, just quickly going back to heavyweight. Yeah. There is a chance mm-hmm. chance. This might be the last fight we see Francis Ngannou for a while. Oh, I know. What is up with that? With all their contract negotiations and all that shit. Oh, my God. How disappointing is all that? And I don't think I blame it on Francis. I blame it on his management team, who is notorious for being... Tough to deal with. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. He He's... I know that... Uh, as a fan... I think his... As a, as a, sorry. It's okay. You go, know? <laughs> Okay, I'll go first. Um, I just think um, his, whoever his uh, management team is, they're kind of filling his head with the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, probably, right? That, oh, you need more money. You need more money. Dude, the guy's going to get tons of money. He's the heavyweight champ. And if he retains, dude's going to make tons of money. Money's not going to be an issue. I don't know if it's about money, though. And I, and I know that's the cliche think, that the managers always say, oh, it's not about money, when really that's what they're fighting for. But I think what it is, is respect. And I think it's coming it's coming from when they did the interim title because he was on his little vacation. They got a little salty about that. And, then, and now they might be pushing for the UFC to market um, Francis a certain way with that they're not comfortable with or you know they're probably pushing back saying we're the experts we've done this for years like we know how to market these fighters um i know that dana white like as a fan like just from fan perspective and and all the media i see like i know he's not the easiest to deal with everybody like a lot of the fighters complain about him right but like you should find a way to work with him because it's the ufc whatever francis does after this is not going to compare. Like UFC owns MMA, like by a large margin, I would say, in my opinion, from what I see. Yeah. So to lose Francis as a champion sucks for the UFC because you have this giant monster who knocks out everybody, and he's he's like one of the top pay per view pulls. And then also from Francis, that sucks because you know you're just going to go and you're, people are going to start forgetting about you. Like, what are you going to do? Go to Bellator? Or go to boxing? It's just not going to work out the same. Yeah, and you're not going to make as much money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I hope it's not true. I hope Francis stays around for a while because the dude's a badass and 
Yeah, he's, he's he's very entertaining to watch. He's one of your favorites. He can't leave us so soon. Yeah. So, no. So I'm I not think he, buy Bellator paper. Yeah. Hell no. So he's got one more fight, I think, after his this next one. So if he wins, right. It's if he loses, I think his contract is up. But if he wins, the UFC has the ability to uh, to opt for one more because it's a, it would be a title fight. Man. So it, it's an interesting case, but um yeah anyways uh going on to the female fighters um i don't know if i see anybody necessarily retiring you know the only ones i could see would be like a holly home yeah just age-wise totally um i don't see any, you look at the top the top fighters i don't see them going anywhere or retiring anytime soon I don't see valentina shevchenko retiring rose amanda juliana i don't see them yeah, I don't see them going anywhere. A lot of the top women aren't going to retire anytime soon, and then a lot of the like middle ranking women. It's it's hard to say. Not not it's a little bit different, right? It just seems like there's not a, the same volume of fights on women's records, so it's hard to you know justify if like oh they have exactly. more in the tank or not. Like are they going to retire sooner or not? It's hard to say, but yeah, yeah. I, and the only reason I'm saying mm-hmm. Holly Holm, like she she's not terribly old no um she's still you know somewhat you know i think she's late 30s i want to i want to say um but uh she's 39 yeah but it's pretty old for ufc she's only had 19 uf or 19 mma fights she's had a uh, hundreds of kickboxing fights yeah so that's a lot you know i could see her hanging them up soon um, nobody else I can see, you know, unless Amanda wins against Juliana, then they do another one. And then, you know, maybe a final one with somebody else, maybe, mm-hmm. but that's three fights in a year. And I don't see Nunez doing that. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I see two fights this year for Nunez. Is that, can I guess, is that, uh, Chevchenko and Pena? I, I would love to see Shevchenko be the second one. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be wild. But that would be and 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 really, that would be win or lose. Because think of it, if Pena beats her a second time, now Shevchenko can be like, okay, probably the, 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 she is beatable, <laughs> and I think Shevchenko would beat her. Yeah, I I, I really do. Um, and that fight would be money. That'd be a crazy fight. That'd be even crazier than the rematch that's coming up. Okay, um, before we wrap, because we gotta get going here, but um, just off the top of your head, what are some fights, some matchups you want to see in twenty twenty two? Ooh, twenty twenty two. Who do I want to f- see fight? I want to see, um, you know, a, a Sugar Sean and Cody Garbrandt fight, I think would be interesting, even though I think Sugar would, would walk right over him. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking, I'm actually really excited to see uh, Aljamain versus P- Pietro Yan. Yes, I can't wait for that one. Um, I can't wait for that fight. That's a fight I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to anybody... Um, Anybody in the lightweight division fight. I mean, Oliveira versus Gaethje, which will happen probably May, June. Um, that's going to be an amazing fight. Whoever Kamaru fights next, I'm going to be excited for. 
Um, like I said, January 22nd is Nganu versus Cyril Gan. I think that's going to be an incredible fight. Um, Adesanya has a fight coming up in February, I believe. Yeah. Against Robert Whitaker. Ooh, that fight's going to be good. That's a good one. Yep. Looking forward to that. Um, shit, who else? Um, anybody that comes out fights, uh, I will be excited to watch. <laughs> That's the truth. The dude's a stud, and I want to see him keep being a stud. You know what? I'd also love to see um, Volkanovski versus Ortega again, or even Volkanovski versus Holloway again. Yeah. I think that one's clearly going to be the next fight coming up. But that Ortega fight was absolutely nuts. Uh, that was a sleeper fight on the year. I let, let's just say that. Uh, we didn't mention it earlier. That fight was nuts. Yeah, I was honestly just rewatching it not too long ago. A few days ago, I was rewatching it. it just it that so round is insane. It was so insane. good, insane. Uh, I would uh, really. But Max Holloway versus Volkanovski yes. is going to be a, a, a that's obviously going to be your number one fight of the year. Yeah, that that was the only one I was going to mention that you didn't hit. I think everything else is pretty well covered. I mean, there's always going to be good fights mixed in between, but it, um, yeah, it's going to be an awesome year. They have a lot of options. There's just UFC's growing. Um, it seems like the rankings, you start to know all of them. And that's not just because we do this podcast or we follow the sport closely. I feel like <clears throat> every fighter is giving, putting a name to themselves, you know, getting popular. Yeah. The sport's growing like and crazy. It, it's growing so much. Like we talked about before 269 in the prelim show, um, the, um, the prelims are becoming stacked now, yeah. um, which you want to talk about a fighter? I can't wait to watch his next fight. Ty Tuivasa. Fucking oh, love that Oh, yeah. Guy. What a gem. How do you not like him? Uh, he's got to be most liked. He's just... Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to get cracked on to the, uh, the, the actual main card soon, uh, which will be nice to see. Um, but so many, so many fights that could be done this year. Um, Potentially, uh, the Armchair Armbar podcast comes out more often to include those fight nights in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. It, glad you mentioned that because uh, we're, we're looking to change things up. You're going to see some changes actually in the next month. Um, we're doing a bit of a rebrand. I guess the cast out of the bag. I've been poking at this for a while now in our episodes, but um, we're looking without too many details. We're looking to take a more analytical approach looking at the stats and like how fighters like you know it's like strikes in a fight takedowns and all that stuff and we're going to be combining that into a fun uh format so anyway stay tuned for that and also um our episodes we're going to hopefully ramp it up to maybe one a week uh we're not going to promise it this is all still casual in our free time but um one a week is the goal um one a week is the goal and uh I mean, you look at the fights coming up. There's good fights every single week. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. I love it. I love the sport. Yeah. I love talking about it. I love doing the pod with you, JC. It's been fun. We had a good 2021. Besides, you know, those good like 2021 uh, three months or whatever that we didn't do a single episode. No worries. No problem. <laughs> it was it was it was a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but 2022 is going to be a damn good year for us uh, with this podcast and uh, we're looking to take this to the next level and uh, no one better to do with than my buddy Andrew over here yes I'm looking forward to it alright thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next episode